This is Alive with Joseph. Let me lay foundation and we will see how far the Lord helps us on the power of gratitude. I've come to understand that there is a dimension of the goodness and the glory of God a believer will not be able to ascend without using the vehicle called thanksgiving, praise, and gratitude. Also understand that there are realms fasting and prayer will bring you to, but there are also realms that thanksgiving brings you to because they all are potent. Do you know that in the realms of the spirit, whatever you want to see multiply, you must give thanks for it. In the book of John chapter 6, when Jesus finished preaching for three good days, and it was time for him to feed the multitude, when they brought him the little boy's lunch, what was required, what was required to multiply that little boy's lunch was not, you know, powerful prayer. It was thanksgiving. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 6, verse 11 to 13, put it on the screen, shall we all read? Let's go. And Jesus took, let's all read, one, two, three, go. Jesus took the loaves. When he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. He said, gather up the, the remaining. And when they gathered it up, they had more than what they had before it started. But when you look at the key there, he had given thanks. When he gave thanks, he distributed. So in the realms of the spirit, whatever you want to multiply, you must give thanks for it. You do not complain for it. You give thanks for it. It might not be enough, but still take it and give thanks for it if you want it to multiply. Listen, friends, what you have is enough to produce a testimony in your life if only you can apply the principle of thanksgiving also understand that the mindset of it is not enough it's a killer and it makes you trivialize what is available it makes you not to place value on what is available a lot of people have a mindset it is not enough it is not enough imagine if they had arrived with those few the, the five loads and they said it's not enough and Jesus also said it's not enough but he took what was available and he gave thanks to God and it became more than enough I pray over you in this season you will have more than enough in the name of Jesus I say you will have more than enough in the name of Jesus understand that thanksgiving is not just an activity that you do in the church thanksgiving is a transportation system in the realms of the spirit to bring you to the next level of your victory and testimonies. Whatever you give God thanks for, multiplies. Whatever you give God thanks for, you leave the level of which, you leave the level in which you were, you were, you were when you were giving him thanks for it and he brings you to the level that you never thought existed. That is, if I'm giving God thanks and I'm at this level, by the time I finish giving him thanks, 
things he brings me out of this level and brings me to another level that is to say every time you give God thanks he takes you from the level in which you are giving him thanks pulls you out of that level and brings you into a higher level into a higher dimension so that is why thanksgiving is necessary in the book of John chapter 11 you will see how thanksgiving propelled a dead man into another level when Jesus arrived at the tomb of Lazarus the Bible said he lifted his voice and gave thanks to God and Lazarus was propelled from the land of the dead into the land of the living he left the realms in which Jesus was giving God thanks for him and he was brought into a greater realm which was him returning back to life so whatever you give God thanks for is giving a chance to return back to life even if it was dead come on say thank you Jesus do you know that your greatest proof of faith is to give God thanks when there is no testimony yet when there is no testimony yet your greatest proof of faith is giving God thanks when you do that is a clear expression of how convinced you are it is a clear expression of how unshaking you are in the integrity of God concerning our father Abraham and his wife Sarah listen to what the scripture said concerning them in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 20 to 21 the Bible said they staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith what was a demonstration of his strong faith was it that you know he read so many bible verses no what was a demonstration of his strong faith he was giving glory to God him giving thanks to God was seen in the realms of the spirit as a demonstration of strong faith him giving glory to God was seen in the realms of the spirit as a demonstration of absolute comfort confidence in the God who cannot fail he said and he was giving glory to God verse 21 and he gave glory to God verse 21 said being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform listen when he was giving this glory to God Isaac had not arrived yet when he was giving this glory to God Isaac was not in view but listen your greatest expression of faith is when you are able to to thank God before manifestation in the realms of the spirit thanksgiving before manifestation is viewed as a strong faith when you thank God when it has already arrived it's no longer faith it's no longer faith so our father Abraham demonstrated how you can express strong faith. Listen, you commit God's integrity to act by thanksgiving. When you say, God, I don't know how it's all, how all of, all of it is going to work out in the realms of the spirit. I don't know what you are doing. But one thing I know is you are a sovereign God. And above all things that I'm experiencing and going through right now, I trust you. I trust you. I don't know what is happening. I can't explain it. I can't put my fingers around it. I can't wrap my head around it. But one thing I know is I trust you. Father, I trust you. If things are not working out the way they ought to go, I have prayed all manner of prayer. I have fasted all kinds of fasting. I still cannot explain it. Father, I thank you and I trust you. 
that's an expression of faith give Jesus your highest praise this morning that's an expression of faith that you don't have to have it all together before you thank him you don't have to know it all before you thank him that is not going the way you are planned it to go but in the midst of all of the confusion you are still giving him thanks because you know he is a sovereign God being fully convinced being fully persuaded that he who has promised can never fail Glory to God. Come and say thank you, Jesus. Psalm 67 verse 5 says, let the people praise you, O God. Let the people, no matter what they are going through, is a command. Let the people praise you. Let them praise you. Let all the people, not some people, let all the people praise you. So praising God is one of the purest way of expressing faith and gratitude is an expression of faith. You are thanking him for where you are now. Even though you are not where you should be. But one thing is certain, you are not where you used to be. And you know that the God who has started it all in your life, he is too faithful to leave you hanging. He will surely complete what he has started in your life. How many believers do I have in the house this morning? Come on, go ahead and give Jesus praise this morning. Go ahead and give him praise this morning. So friends, do not rob yourself of the new levels of increase and the blessings of God that is available to you because of ingratitude. He said, let the people praise God. And afterwards, when he said, let them praise God in verse 7, he now said, after they praise me, this is what will happen, verse 6 and 7. Listen to what he said, then the earth, then the earth, then the earth. Then the earth. He said, let them praise God. After they have praised, he said, then the earth. That, that is to say, verse 6 cannot happen without verse 5. Because the Bible carefully added then. So it's tying to the next one, to the previous one. Then, that is, after you have done this, then this will happen. So you cannot get this until you have done that. So after he said, let the people praise you, O Lord. Let all the people praise you. Then shall the earth yield her increase. God, our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Listen to this, friends. The earth has received an instruction to yield an increase to you when you operate certain principles. And one of those principles is gratitude to God through your praises. The reason why the lives of so many believers have become barren is because of their constant and consistent complaining. And this season has made many people to to see that they have employed themselves in the ministry of complaint. They are the CEO and chief director in the ministry of complaint. This season, everybody now has a reason to complain. Don't you know, Mara, is COVID. No, 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 no. COVID or not COVID, let the people praise him. Pandemic or no pandemic, let the people praise him. 
you lost your job or you didn't lose your job. Let the people praise him. Your business collapsed. It didn't collapse. Let the people praise. You caught COVID. You didn't catch COVID. Let the people praise him. You better resign after today from the ministry of complaining. Tender your resignation. In fact, as I'm speaking, you better tender your resignation. Tell them I don't do again. The Lord give you understanding on that one. Hallelujah. And the reason why many are complaining, this season has made many people to become professional complainers. Professional complainers. Listen friends, gratitude to God is a must. God, I thank you for sparing my life. Even if I was infected with COVID, I give you praise for sparing my life. Because I know I'm not better than those who died. And even if you were not infected by it, Father, I thank you. Because I'm not better than those who were infected. So you give him praise. I thank you, God. Even if I'm out of job, I'm still grateful that I'm not out of life. I know that in your goodness, I will be gainfully employed soon. So I thank you. Lord, I refuse to complain. Even if my business hadn't made profit yet. I refuse to complain. Understand, friends, the victory is not in what you have lost. The victory is in what you have left. And what do you have left? You have your life left. So when you employ the weapon of gratitude, you set yourself on the path of restoration. Your gratitude to God should not be based on happenings or events. Your gratitude to God should come from the place of knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding because your gratitude to God, when it comes from the place of knowledge and understanding, even if you don't see anything happening for you in the natural, you are still grateful. Because you are not grateful for the things that has happened. You are grateful for who he is in your life. That you are not giving to God because you are expecting 104, 64, 34, 44, whatever fold, fold, fold you are looking for. That you are giving to God because a father deserves honor. And part of the way to honor your father is by giving. I'm not giving because I'm expecting a thousand times return. No, I give because I honor my father understanding that's what makes the difference that's what makes the difference that's what makes the difference between some of us who give and those who don't give listen I don't give because I'm expecting a return because a return is a condition it is attached to it so it's not something that I should pray about I give because it's a privilege to honor my father it's an opportunity to return with thanksgiving thank you father for how you have seen me through this month I went out and I came back in no evil befell me no harm came near my dwelling I didn't die on the road my tithe is too small for me not to return with thanksgiving with it so when you give God thanks out of understanding, happenings and events does not move you. Are you understanding this morning? It's going to be good this week, I tell you. I came loaded. Refuse to tie your gratitude to God, to the things that God does or doesn't do. Refuse it. 
refuse to tie your gratitude to God based on what he has done or hasn't done. Refuse it. Listen, refuse it. Even your giving, refuse to tie your giving to God based on what he has done or hasn't done. Are you understanding me? Let me read a quote by Melody Beatty. She's an American best-selling author. She has authored so many self-help, self-help books. And I stumbled upon one of her books which says, Making Miracles in 40 Days. If you can find that book, you, you should read it. You know that in that book, it explains how you have the ability to turn in what you have into what you want. That is, you can make a miracle for any circumstances you're facing. She's not even a preacher. <laughs> She's 73 years this year. Let me read her quote. She said, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what, have, what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance. Chaos to order. Confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. It turns problems into gifts, failures into successes, the unexpected into perfect timing, and mistakes into important events. It can turn an existence into a real life, and disconnected situations into important and beneficial lessons. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Gratitude makes things right. So gratitude makes things right. Gratitude makes things right. Please understand that gratitude is also a realm of faith that you must come into. Most times we misunderstand the writings of scriptures. And very often, you know, we have learned that until there is a manifestation, it is not faith. But I want to show you something that the Holy Ghost opened my eyes to. That we have often overlooked as believers when it comes to the aspect of faith and gratitude. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 to 13. I'll read the seven verses. I read, and what more shall I say? Pay very close attention to this statement. For time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. All, all also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked right Righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned the flight of the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, take note, others had trials of mourning and scourgings, yes and of chains and imprisonment they were stoned, they were sawed in two, were tempted were slain with the sword they wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute afflicted, tormented of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts 
deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all of this, having obtained a good promise, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Did you see this? The Bible started by giving us those who got manifestation. And afterwards, he now broke it and stopped and started by telling us those who didn't get manifestation. But in the realms of the spirit, they all were categorized as having faith. Those who had a physical manifestation and those who didn't have a physical manifestation. The Bible said they did not receive the promise. But in the equation of faith, they were considered as men and women of faith. Some were destitute. Some were in prison. Some lacked. Some lost their jobs. But they still maintained their faith. And the Bible categorized all of them as having faith so let's be careful not to only say what God did to say what God didn't say listen friends whether there is manifestation or no manifestation the Bible saw every one of them as having faith they all had faith they all had faith they all had faith when I saw this I screamed they all have, the Bible said they did not receive the promise but they were listed in the heroes of faith the heroes and the heroines of faith even though they didn't receive the promise so those who didn't get the manifestation those who got in the realms of the spirit they were all classified as having faith so let's come into an understanding that God is a good God and your experiences are not enough to judge whether or not he is good your experiences are not valid enough. You cannot buy your experience and conclude God is not good. <laughs> that, that's not possible. You cannot buy your experience here on the earth and conclude that God is not a good God. Understand that the integrity of God has been tested and tried. And a decisive conclusion was reached. What was the decisive conclusion? God is good. Irrespective of my experiences. Then the psalmist came and said to you and I, do you want to do a good thing? He said, let me show you how to do a good thing. The book of Psalm 92 verse 1 to 3 said, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name almost to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. So according to Psalm 92 verse 1 to 2, your gratitude to God through praise is viewed as a good thing. And with this clearly, it clearly shows us that it has nothing to do with music. Music is only a transportation system designed to express the gratitude that is already in your heart. Music is only a transportation system designed to express the gratitude that is already in your heart. That is why when you see someone who is not grateful, even when we are singing in this house, they are just standing and looking like statue. Statue of liberty. No gratitude in their heart. That is why the loudness of the music is not even moving them. All of the shouting, people are shouting next to them, they are just stand still. And they manage to clap once. 
Why? Because music is only a transportation system designed to express the gratitude that is already in your When you see a grateful person, they don't even need music. They are jumping everywhere. They are screaming. They are shouting. They are screaming. They are shouting. They are screaming. When music arrives, they just explode. Why? Because gratitude in the heart has been established first. Let's give Jesus praise this morning, please. So worship team, when you are singing, some people are not dancing, leave them alone. Are you hearing me? Don't worry yourself. That's the same way when I'm preaching, someone is not responding. It's their business. It has nothing to do with my message. My message is powerful. It has everything to do with them. Are you hearing me? Just sing your sing, dance your dance, leave the person alone. When they come out of their issues, they will find a way to. Because there are many believers who are in church, they have grievances against God. (laughs) They have grievances against God. They are bitter and angry towards God. Listen, in your heart, you are saying, every time you find a person, you know, you that has grievances against God, what you're saying in your heart is that God is not enough. You know, they, in their heart, you see some people will say, the more I serve God, the more things are breaking apart. Anytime you hear anybody say that, run away from them. They're a dangerous person. Anyone that tells you, you know, the more I give, things are not working for me. Just, you know, look for the nearest escape route and move. Because they're about to pollute you. They're about to corrupt you. Your, their fires is already corrupt. Now they're looking for who to partner with to corrupt their fires. Some years ago, I was in a conference and a fellow pastor said, why do you give so much? You have flown so many, you flew from another country. You know, that your ticket money alone to come here and everything is already an offering. Ah! Excuse me, Osha, change my seat. I'm sitting next to a virus human being. Immediately, the next service, I didn't come near him. That is a virus. How do you come? The flight is my flight, not God's flight. How does that equate to my offering given to God? So be very careful. Are you understanding me? Ah, you know, the more I serve God, the more things are breaking apart around me. The more I worship God, the more things are falling apart. So why should I be grateful to God? No, 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 no. Your service to God, you're not doing God a favor. Your worship to God is not a favor. He has given you all things anyway. The breath in your lungs belongs to him. The air you breathe belongs to him. Your legs belong to him. Your hands belong to him. You didn't manufacture anything. You understand? We all were given. And that is enough for us to return with gratitude. Brother Domoin colorfully puts it this way. He said, Lord, you seem so far away. A million or more it feels today. And though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now that it's hard for me to pray. But I don't know what to say. And I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace with all that is in my heart, I will sing. I will praise. Even in my darkest time, through the sorrows and the pain, I will sing. I will praise. I will lift my hands to honor you. Because your word is true. I will sing. Do you have the song? You can play it for me. Listen to the song. 
Say, even in my darkest time, in my darkest hour, I will still sing and I will still praise. I will still sing and I will still praise. Add volume for me. so far away a million miles or more it feels today though I haven't lost my faith I must confess right now that it's hard for me to pray but I don't know what to say my darkest hour cannot define my praise my darkest hour should not my darkest hour is an event my praise is a lifestyle so I will sing and I will praise and this is what you should be doing in this season listen in this season of gratitude listen to me the first thing you must do in this season your gratitude should not be as a result of the events and the happenings in your life Many believers have missed out of God's best for their life because of ingratitude. Could it be, friends, ingratitude has been the limitation around your next level? Could it be? Could it be that ingratitude has been the limitation between you and the next victory you are supposed to have entered into? Do not forget the faithfulness of God in times like this. In times like this, where there are bad news everywhere, it is easy to fall into the trap of ingratitude. It is so easy. Don't just sing songs to God. Let your praise to God flow from the place of ingrat from the place of gratitude. Let it flow from the place of gratitude. Listen, friends, thankfulness and gratitude to God, it gives strength and it enables boost you to truly be satisfied in God as the true source of goodness kindness and favor a truly grateful person will always realize and acknowledge and praise the source of all the spiritual and material blessing in their lives 
Do you know praise is an instrument of warfare as well in the realms of the spirit? Psalm 149 verse 6 to 9 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, a two-edged sword in their hand, to execute vengeance on the nation, punishment on the people, bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron, execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his sins. Praise is also an instrument of warfare. Let the high praise, when high praise is in your mouth, you are able to execute judgment. Every time it looks like what is going around you doesn't make sense. That is the best time to engage praise. Because friends, listen to this. When you do not understand what is going on around you, it will be difficult for you to pray appropriately. But that is the time to employ praise. That is the time to return with gratitude. You come with a heartfelt praise and worship to God. Telling him, God, I'm finding it hard to understand what is going on in the realms of the spirit consigning me. But one thing I know, you are faithful. Let, don't let this season, don't let this season deny you of the opportunity to be grateful. And in this season, let your thanksgiving go beyond what happens in the church service. Posture your life to give thanks to God at all times. I've always said to my wife, that if as a nation, if we can take half of the time we used to complain and give thanks to God, I can honestly tell you this, friends, the hand of God will be stretched over us as a nation. We complain too much in our country. As South Africans, we complain too much. We complain. We practically live a life of complaint. Oh, go to the social media. Go see when the vaccine was not coming. Why is government not bringing vaccine? Vaccine came. Why are they injecting us with vaccine? What? What do we really want? A complaining generation. We complain. And the word of God said, let the people express their gratitude by praising God. And when they do that, their land will yield her increase. Can that explain why our land is not yielding increase? Because we are not expressing gratitude as a nation via praise. So we keep cursing our land indirectly with ingratitude. So don't make light the acts of God in your life in this season. Don't let the pressure of this season make you feel that God is not good or God has not done anything in your life. Understand, gratitude is the key to greatness. Repeat after me, say gratitude is the key to greatness. Repeat again, say gratitude is the key to greatness. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 7 says, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness towards the house of Israel which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies, according to the multitude of his loving kindness. Every time you see a person in this kingdom, in the kingdom of God, walking in victory, you will always stress it to a grateful heart. You will always stress it to praise. Thanksgiving to God and a heart full of gratitude towards God postures you for greatness. This season have made many people so sad and mad. Many are sad and mad as a result. They have no song to God in their hearts. 
Many believers inside them, they are bitter issues. Many believers are disgruntled. You know, you see disgruntled people. They practically don't see anything good. Many are murmuring. So many are complaining. Why some others are accusing God? Be careful in this season. Listen, friends. I've come to discover that every human on this earth, they have a tendency to remember what they should forget and forget what they should remember. That is the nature of man. The nature of man is full of ingratitude. No matter how many good things God does, the day one thing goes wrong, it deletes all the good they have been enjoying. David in the book of Psalms now said to you and I, Psalms, Psalms 103 verse 1 to 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not. Don't forget. Be conscious not to forget. Be careful not to forget. Make, it a, make a conscious decision not to forget. All his benefits. Understand, you know, the book of Psalm 103 is an individual psalm of him. Is a, is a hymn of thanksgiving. And David said that do not forget God's benefit in your life. And from verse 3 of Psalm 103 to 19, he began to outline all of the benefits you are supposed not to forget. So we have a tendency towards forgetfulness, especially in a trying season. In a trying season, mankind have a tendency to forget. In the book of Mark chapter 8, as I conclude with the two, three minutes I have left, Mark chapter 8, when the disciples were with Jesus in the boat, they had forgotten to bring bread along the journey. And when they came into the boat, Jesus began to give a parable about a dough. Then they now thought he was angry. That because they forgot to bring bread. Because they didn't come along with so they thought he was angry because he was giving a parable of dough. And because of their anger, they missed the message he was trying to communicate that had nothing to do with bread. And yet, earlier on in that Mark chapter 8, when you read, Jesus has already performed a miracle by feeding thousands of people with some loaves of bread and fish. So how can a man who has a supernatural ability to multiply and feed thousands be angry because you didn't come with two loaves of bread? They forgot not too long because they just finished, he just finished performing the miracle. They fed the thousands. Then after that event, they took a trip. When they entered the boat, not not couple of hours after, they had forgotten. Why mankind have a tendency to forget. They have a tendency to forget. And from the disciples' story in the book of Mark, you will see that ingratitude came in. When you are facing current bills, how do, do you forget how he supplied for the past? When danger threatens you, have you forgotten how you got this far by his grace and mercy? That you didn't get this far because of your power. You got this far by his grace and mercy. Why, how dare you think the present threat of danger can stop the mercy of God from saving you? Hallelujah. Give Jesus praise this morning, please. So friends, times of transition can be difficult. 
it can also be a very troubling and vulnerable time for ingratitude to set in. Ingratitude fuels unbelief. From the disciples' story in Mark chapter 8, let's see how their ingratitude fueled unbelief. Let's recognize this pattern. And we go. Number one, the disciples forgot bread. Number two, they kept their total focus on their lack of bread. Number three, they misunderstood Jesus' teaching. Because they forgot bread, their focus on the, was on the lack of bread. When Jesus started teaching, they misunderstood the teaching. The same way when I teach on tight, if you have not tightened, you think I'm talking about you. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> so you misunderstand the teaching. Now they forgot that he is the supernatural multiplier of bread who has just fed 7,000 people with few loaves. They forgot. Number five, they became full of fear. Did you see now? When ingratitude comes in, fear comes in. Number six, they came into a distorted agreement together, concluding that Jesus was chastising them for forgetting bread. Did you say pastor was preaching about me today? Because I didn't tithe. Who told you that? You see, they came into it. They began to tell each other. Number seven, they now got to a final conclusion. They murmured and complained. And that sounds like what many believers do. This pattern is what you see in the life of so many believers. And the Bible said in Mark chapter 8 verse 16, I want to show you, I need to show you this one before I leave you. I must show you this one. The Bible said, Mark 8, 16, listen to this very carefully. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have no bread. Every time in the New Testament, um, let me teach you Bible now, let's do some exegesis. Every time in the New Testament, you find the word reason among themselves. It is used to refer to as something negative and counterproductive. Something that spreads unbelief. When they reason among themselves in the New Testament, it is saying that the people are doing something negative, they are being counterproductive, and they are also spreading unbelief. So this is what happens among believers. When a believer is full of ingratitude, they begin to recruit other believers to join them. They begin to spread unbelief. They begin to reason among themselves. Reason among themselves. In this season of gratitude... Don't let anyone recruit you to come to reason with them. No, 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 no. Maintain your attitude of gratitude. After they finished reasoning among themselves, they concluded that Jesus was angry with them because they didn't bring bread along. Do you think that the reason why things are not happening is because God is angry with you? God can never be angry with you. He's a good God. He's a loving Father. Why we were yet seen as Christ came and died for us? Hallelujah. With my gratitude, I will maintain my complete focus on God in this season. Say that to yourself every day. Don't be sidetracked by the overwhelming lack and challenges around you. Refuse to reason to yourself. Refuse to get to the place where ingratitude forces you to be sidetracked. Refuse it. Refuse it. Because listen friends, if we do not get this right... Prayer will become a fruitless exercise. 
Because when you pray from a heart that is full of ingratitude, which God are you praying to then? Because you're praying to the God you're angry with. You're praying to the God you have grievances with. You won't even listen when he's telling you I've done it. Because you're still angry for the last one you think he didn't do. So as we come into these seven days, let's come into these seven days of, pray, of prayer with a heart full of gratitude. With a, that God I know, even before I pray, you have answered me. Before I open my mouth, you have already answered me. You can never deny me. I am your child. You can never say no to me. He said, can a father, can a child ask a father bread and the father gives a stone? Can a child ask a father for, for fish and the father gives a snake? He said, if you're earthly father cannot do that how much more me there is nothing I will not do for you it might not arrive at when you want it to arrive but the good news is I am never late I am never late I am Jehovah right time the God that comes through for his children at the right time I prophesy over you in this season receive your right time testimony receive your right time victory receive your right time breakthrough. Receive your right time favor. It is your time. It is your season. Give Jesus praise this morning. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Let's rise on our feet and let's give Jesus praise and let's go home. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngogocha. Till next time, God bless.